Today is Sunday, February 12, 2023, and this... This particular day, something had happened at Circus Circus. ...is 500 by Midnight, the original Las Vegas podcast, show number 863. Just thinking of all the amazing times that we've had here in Las Vegas. I hope that you're having an enjoyable stay here in Las Vegas, and also hope that you have been fortunate. I do wish that for you. We're gonna give Daddy the Rain Man suite. Do you dig that? We're going to Vegas, Mike. Vegas! Do you think we get there by midnight? Money, we're gonna be up 500 by midnight. Yeah, Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! Las Vegas is waiting. Hello, everybody. This is Tim. And this is Michelle. Welcome to Five Honey by Midnight. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. Are you excited about the Super Bowl? Sure. Are you excited about the Puppy Bowl? Yes. Are you? Uh, They've ruined it. Actually, yeah. It's, I mean, I love puppies. Don't get me wrong. All I want is puppies playing. I don't need commentary. I don't need, let's go to a fucking parrot watching. Oh, yeah. None of the nonsense. Just. Just puppies. Baby animals of any sort playing without any nonsense is that could be a channel of that all day long. I'd watch, mm-hmm. but they keep throwing stuff in and like, oh, let's get oh, Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart, Martha involved. Stewart on here, and they, it's gotten too commercial. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like when the mob used to run Puppy Bowl. <laughs> I will watch. Uh, I'm sure I watch some of it, maybe with mute on, and yeah. I will watch, of course the Super Bowl. Yep. So happy Super are Bowl we, Sunday to those who Are we allowed observe. to say that? Yeah, you can, anybody can say it. You just can't use it for marketing purposes. That's all that is. What do you think about the superb owl? No, now that's fucking stupid. <laughs> People who still think that's clever can just f- jump jump off a fucking cliff right now. Wow. They're the same people who post that it's going to be May meme every year and th- think it's funny. <laughs> fucking simpletons. And celebrate Pi Day. <sighs> yeah. I'm sorry, I've hit a nerve. Someone's crabby right now. <laughs> nerds are the worst sometimes. Yeah? Yeah. What about Vegas nerds? I like them, but, you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, moving along. That took along. a turn. I feel bad even bringing that thing yeah, up. You knew what you were doing. You always like, you like to agitate, I know. Well, sometimes... You like to just turn that... Yeah, sometimes I, I think I'm poking lightly, and then it just turns into a big... Poking lightly. <laughs> All right, this podcast is, let's get it back on track. This podcast is listener-supported. We have great people who support this show week in and week out. We have a new patron this week, Jacqueline Cheatwood. Welcome aboard, Jacqueline. Thank you for joining our crew of patrons (laughs) and supporting this train wreck of a show. We're going to be doing a live chat. Did you say live chat? Live chat? <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're going to do a live stream chat. I started to say live stream and then chat came in and we're going to do one of our live stream chats. Uh, is next Saturday okay with you? Sure. Okay. I don't think Some, I have anything going on. Sometime in the evening, we'll get it scheduled in the next few days and we'll put it up on Patreon so you can join us. And uh, those are always amusing. Bring your topics and questions and we're, we'll be happy to talk about our uh, our most recent trip, mm-hmm. of course, and any adventures that you have questions about. 
so yeah, visit patreon.com slash 500 for all the details. We throw bonus content your way as our way of saying thank you. You have access to the first 10 years of the podcast. If you want to listen back to old shows, we do some other stuff. It's entertaining. I got some videos I need to get whipped into shape. So keep an eye on Patreon if you are one of our patrons. All right. A um, bunch of stuff to get caught up on from the last few weeks since we were off. And then last week we did a trip show. So let's see what we've got from the last several weeks. Let's start with Flamingo. There are some changes coming to the Flamingo food court. And as I was putting this together, I was thinking food court, food hall. I feel like I'm getting to the point with this because we're talking about these things so often it's kind of getting like the residency versus limited engagement where I think I may need to come up with some 500 guidelines for oh. what qualifies as a food court versus a food hall. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done so yet, but food court seems to me like it's stuff you can find in pretty much any city more. Yeah. You know what? So and maybe food and hall again, is more specialized, but then there's the blur like at Fremont where they've got a Dunkin' Donuts and a Steak and Shake. But they also have some crafty stuff. It's a combo. Hmm. So I don't know. That's why coming up with... I know it when I see it right now. Yeah. But... Yeah, except for Fremont. Fremont that's is... The, the, they've blurred the lines. They have. A little more than others. So They're I the Robin Thick of food... <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Uh, so I think flamingos. I'm going to say for now, at least, is a food court. Um, in in my book, there are some changes coming this fall or by fall to the flamingo food court that I thought we would discuss. They're doing a pretty major revamp on what they have available there. So if you're looking for a quick and casual place to eat, here are the changes that are coming. Currently, they have Pan-Asian Express. That's going away. It's going to be replaced by a wing zone. So if you enjoy wings, you will have them there. They're replacing LA subs with a Nathan's Famous. Wieners. So if you want a wiener, you can get it there. Um, Do you like wieners? I'm good for like one a year. (laughs) I like to dabble. (laughs) Uh, Bananos. Uh, New York Pizzeria is being replaced by a slightly different concept called Bananos New York Kitchen. It's kind of similar, but has an expanded menu. Will they also have pizza? I think so, but they're going to also have salads and appetizers and some other things. They're anting. They're adding an Auntie Anne's. Mm -hmm. I I do like... We indulged in that while we were waiting for our plane to take off. Always reliable airport snack. Yes. So they're adding one of those. Yeah. And then they're keeping Johnny Rockets. Um, that's the one thing that's staying the same. So that's what's happening. I think of the pretzel place being in malls and airports, not much yeah, else. I know. It's kind of, uh, that's that's a different little twist. I don't know. I don't know if they have one of those like at the Excalibur food court. Hmm. Excalibur, definitely a food court. Um, yeah. So now this, you know, maybe one of the guidelines could be if it's something that you typically find in an airport or a mall, food court. Although that Dunkin' Donuts thing, that's th- see, Fremont is fucking up any sort of guidelines I want to mm-hmm. put together. Maybe uh, Fremont can be the exception. I'll get the I'll get the crew in the in the five hundred lab to work on this, and I'll mm-hmm. report back at some point if we have some standard guidelines to share. Because it seems like we're getting more and more of these, um, what purport to be food halls, 
and we're going to need we're going to need a ruling. That's all mm, I'm saying. Okay. All right. Moving along, Virgin Hotels Las Vegas finally after almost 2 years being open has a sports book. It has not had one for this whole time and now it does. It is it is operated by a company called Betfred. It opened a few days ago after going through all the regulatory stuff and uh it's one of those things where it's like not an especially um noteworthy sports book mm-hmm. if you see video of it or anything but if you're staying there you probably want to place one. some bets yeah so it's more of a convenience than anything great yeah it's I not watched, like a gathering spot to watch games really eh, it's fine that it's not huge yeah it's it's like a typical um kind of like one of the typical downtown sports books yeah uh, you know circa aside is yeah you know it's circus like, the exception to all this as we've books. mentioned last week <laughs> yeah. um yeah so it's it's small and serviceable Mm -hmm. It'll do the trick. I watched uh, a video of a news report. I just wanted to see what it looked like. Mm -hmm. I didn't even have the sound on, but I had a a news report video playing and I was watching and it was from the opening day. Mm -hmm. So they're showing, they're doing, you know, a sweep of the screens and showing the small seating area. And the saddest part was these multiple shots of the three people working behind the counters just Uh standing there and like nobody... Nobody standing in line? No, I mean, I'm sure it was like right after they opened. It's not like there's a ton of people just waiting to place a bet at Virgin. Mm-hmm. But it, I, it was awkward, mm. and I enjoyed the awkwardness. I bet you did. So there you go, if you were planning on staying there. We don't, you know, it's been open almost two years now. In, I think in March it'll be two years. And We've been there twice. Yeah, and, and really don't hear a lot about it. They kind of, you know zapped anything noteworthy out of that property when they mm-hmm. when it became no longer the hard rock. So there you go. That's what's happening over there. Uh, one of the chunks of land that recently changed hands on the Las Vegas Strip was the former concert space across from Luxor where the shooting took place. We mentioned this a while ago that uh, three affiliated tribes, a tribal nation. I think they're out in North Dakota. Recently purchased that lot. If you, I'm a I'm a frequent visitor to Google Maps mm-hmm. and other Las Vegas map sources to look at all kinds of little who owns what and just to look at different things. If you've ever looked at that lot, you're. I know you're amused by. Mm-hmm. I know I'm a big fucking nerd. I can fuck <laughs> off. Are you one of the nerds you were talking about at the yeah, beginning of I'm the show? Yeah, very much. I'm a self-hating nerd. The um, <laughs> That lot, if you ever look at it on Google Maps, if you want to do that now as I'm discussing it, feel free. Go to Google Maps, bring up Luxor, oh and then drag God. and look across the street. You'll notice that, and right now it's a big parking lot, but there's a long, narrow slab right in the middle that has something in it, you know, like it's separate. You can tell, but it's right in the middle. Well, not directly in the middle, but like mm-hmm. two thirds of the way. Yeah. And that is not part of the land that changed hands until this week when three affiliated tribes purchased that chunk of land as well. It's a dilapidated hotel, uh, motel. It used to be called the White Sands. It's been closed for like 15 years or something. Um, I don't know why. It's odd that this group was able to purchase it and yet MGM never did. Mm hmm. I don't know. You would think since they were actually using that space for something right. that they would have wanted to buy that instead of just having a big fenced off shitty motel in the middle of their festival grounds. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, that didn't happen until now. Uh, so th- three affiliated tribes is in the process of purchasing purchasing that 1.1 acre space for $10.25 million. And uh, as we've mentioned previously, 
they have not announced any plans for what they're going to do with that land. Presumably, I would think they'd probably put a resort up. They've got a pretty good pretty good uh, amount of space now, mm -hmm. but time will tell what happens there, and we will certainly discuss it here if they decide to put up a casino, hotel, and or a combo of the two. <laughs> Nobody really puts up freestanding casinos without hotels on the Strip, so I would imagine it would be a full-on resort development. It's lots of fun. Yeah, but that, that wasn't was, built recently, though. No, nothing recent. So, all right. So another thing that we talk about a lot, if you haven't noticed, uh, I'll call it to your attention. We often talk about immersive attractions because that's all the rage these days. And there have been so many of them that we've discussed. I'm at the point where I can't remember many of them. Mm -hmm. So when this one came up, um, I saw, I, th I don't know, a news story or something or a press release about this. And I thought, God, I thought we were... I could have sworn we discussed this one, but I could not find anything in my show notes, so maybe not. But if we did, I apologize that we're doing it again. If nothing else, we have more details now, if we have discussed in the past. Mm -hmm. I have oh, something to say about the name. Go ahead. Elect oh, Electric Playhouse. Sounds like a sex toy. It does sound like, or a place you go to use them. Mm -hmm. Electric Playhouse is uh, coming to Caesars Palace Forum Shops. And they have a current location in Albuquerque, New Mexico, so we can get an idea of what this place is. The New Mexico location has 16 different interactive game rooms, and they have multiple games available per room. Um, you don't wear virtual reality glasses or anything like that, but mm -hmm. the walls and the floors respond to your movements, mm -hmm. so they can set up these virtual game board scenarios, and based on your movements, they can change and... Huh. Um, the different games accommodate between one and 20 people, depending on the game and how, how big your group is. Or if you want to jump in with another group, I suppose that might be an option. They also have rooms that are similar to many of the other immersive attractions in that they have projection um, exhibits of different artists and things like that. Currently, this is just an example because I don't know if they'll bring this one along. Currently, they have a Georgia O'Keeffe exhibit at the one in New Mexico. So, so if you want to look at a bunch of art that looks like vaginas. She's good for that. Mm -hmm. um, they also have, you know, bar space, restaurant space, private event space, all those things. I suspect this will be heavily used for corporate events. And stoners. Probably and stoners. No shortage of those in Las Vegas. They're expecting to open this summer. If you'd like to get a glimpse of what you can expect, visit electricplayhouse.com for all of your vibrator and immersive <laughs> game needs, apparently. Are vibrators immersive? I would think they, if they're used. <laughs> okay, yes, problem. Moving along. <laughs> Moving along quickly. <laughs> Remember the good old days when the mob ran the Travel Channel? Yeah. And all they had on there were Las Vegas programs all the time. That never really happened. But they had a lot of Las Vegas TV shows on on the on cable in in the late 90s and early aughts. And we watched them all many, many times. Practically knew them by heart. They were on, but we'd get drawn in and watch them again and again. And in the heyday back then, one of the staples of those shows uh was the Mandalay Bay restaurant Ariel. And a big reason for that is the wine angels. They would always show this giant tower in the middle of the restaurant of wine bottles. And the wine angels, when you order a bottle of wine, they would be on harnesses and they would be levitated up to retrieve your bottle. 
And it was a new, noteworthy novel, Vegas-only thing, Mm -hmm. and thus got a lot of coverage on those shows. That restaurant's been around since 1999. It is going away soon. That that's a solid run for any restaurant on the strip. Yeah, and I know they've gone through some revamps and stuff, but to exist for however many years that is, I'm not good at math. Uh, mm-hmm. Is very impressive. Twenty-four. So, sounds right to me. I'll go with that. Uh, so yes, according. I to, hate doing math from the '90s because it makes me feel old. According to Eater, that um, that establishment's going to be closing soon. Don't have an exact date yet. For at least a year, it's going to be replaced by a venue called Retro by Voltaggio. The Voltaggio brothers were first, I think, first became prominent on Top Chef. Yep. They've done, I think they have some restaurants of their own. And they've done some guest, um, I don't know if they were like weekends or weeks. They've done some guest spots at Harvest at Bellagio a few times. And now they've had mixed review. I remember they had mixed reviews about how those were, but so I don't know a lot about these guys, but Mm -hmm. they're known celebrity chefs. Um, they're going to be doing what they're calling. This is a new kind of a new thing, a one year restaurant residency, huh? which I imagine is a, let's test this out and see if it's any good before we commit to it for longer than a year. Yes. So it's going to be called retro and Here's the description, a family style and high energy dining experience that aims to capture the tastes, sounds, and feelings of the 80s and 90s. Well, if I want the feelings of the 80s, just put in a Godfather's pizza with a jukebox and a Miss Pac-Man machine and I'm good to go. That's your 80s experience? One of them. Huh. Let's see. What would be my 80s go-to? We did have a Godfather's wasn't a regular spot. I would say more um, oh, like Shakey's. Hmm. Did you have Shakey's Pizza? Uh, I don't think so. It was like right up. It was right up there. It was not far yeah. from here. And hmm. uh, they had like a pizza buffet. Oh. Or even the dine-in pizza hut with, yeah. the, with those red plastic cups. Oh, yes. And the yes. mini pan oh, pizzas. The plastic cups, yes. Pizza Hut used to not suck back when we were kids. That's how long mm-hmm. we've been alive. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yes, they're going to have this retro restaurant. We'll see what it is. I, you know, I'd consider it if the reviews are good and if it seems like it's like a fun thing. So I would imagine they'll have retro music playing and mm-hmm. the family style thing though. Like, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm curious, but not like, oh sweet, we got to try this. I know how much you love family style dining. Uh, if it's family style dining, they should have like, and you're there. Just let, let's say we went in there and it was family style dining. Mm-hmm. I would never go if this was the case, but I like the concept of they have like another eight people that sit down with you and just start arguing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. It, it'd be something. Mm-hmm. Although, would you say best friend is family style? Well, it depends. You That's can delicious, order different. Though. The thing we did was. Yeah. When I think family style, it's like buka or something that. Substandard? Yeah. Yeah. We shall see what this becomes, but uh, we'll keep an eye out for reviews, and I'm hoping we I don't we think have... high-end when I think family style is what I'm saying. That's a, that's a good point. We'll see what the Voltaggio brothers bring, and we'll certainly discuss it more. And can they pull some obscure stuff from the 80s and 90s soundtrack? Oh, please. Because... 
I love music from that era. It's, I do too, but there are certain songs I never want to hear again, or at least for like 20 years. You more than me were a big AHA fan. Never, oh, yeah. But I know that neither But if of us, I hear Take On Me, I immediately change the channel. I'm like, nope. Yep. Don't need to hear some of those songs. Mm-hmm. So I agree. There's There are a lot of deep cuts that they could pull that yes. don't get enough attention and love. Yes. So there's a challenge to the Voltagios when they put together their soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Let's not be so fucking lazy with the soundtrack, boys. Mm-hmm. All right. What else do we got? There's an attraction coming to uh, to uh, Circus Circus that I know you'll be excited about. Maybe. According to a recent construction permit filing that I that I uh, came across, they're going to be converting a Circus Circus gift shop currently called Headliners into an axe throwing venue. Can you throw the axes at clowns? I don't know, but. I don't, or images of clowns. That sounds yeah, violent. Yeah, that sounds violent. So there you go. Images of clowns. Load up the kids for axe throwing at Circus Circus. There's no timeline on this. As we know with construction permits, sometimes they never happen. Sometimes they take a long time. And this is in the very early stages. But if you're excited about something new at Circus Circus, this will give you something to talk about for the next several months. <laughs> uh, nearby at Resorts World, David Blaine appears to be doing well with his... I think this was a limited engagement, but now is a residency because he's adding shows. It's been a success. If you're a fan of the magician, David Blaine, you can go see him for three additional weekends in late April, early May, and early June. Tickets are available on the Resorts World website if you are so interested. We haven't had any reviews of the David Blaine show. So if you're a Magic fan and have seen that or are going to see it, call in a review. We'd like to know how it is compared to other magic shows you may have seen. I've seen some things lately, um, and he's been around forever, but I guess the David Copperfield show pretty much just sucks. Really? Yeah. I was just going to ask you which David you preferred. Blaine or Copperfield? Mm -hmm. Neither, but Copperfield is especially creepy. All magicians are pretty creepy. Copperfield, you know, and there were some allegations and some things, but- He has a vibe? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to spend any time in a room with that guy. Um, so yeah, let us know what uh, what you think if you've seen that show. At Cosmopolitan, there is a limited engagement, which of course is however many shows I arbitrarily decided <laughs> would be a limited engagement instead of a residency. That is coming soon. It is James Taylor and his all-star band. They're going to be doing five shows at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan in early June. I have a bone to pick with Mr. Taylor. Oh boy. A lot of great songs. I'm not going to, I'm not going to shit on James Taylor. Mm -hmm. You can go back and listen to his catalog. Although all you really need is the greatest hits album and all those songs are from 1972 or earlier. So, you know, he's been kind of coasting for a few decades, like five, but needless to say, good performer, big following. Deserves his success, right? Mm-hmm. Naming your band his all-star band, uh-huh. I have expectations. Yep. For example, Ringo Starr tours yes. with Ringo Starr's all-star band. Yep. You look at the list, you're like, oh, I know, I know who those people those are. People. Sure, yep. sure. And it You changes. might not know all of them, but you'll know no, uh, several. Not, hey, there's a guy from Toto. There's Nils Lofgren. There's, you know. Guy from Mr. Mister. Yeah, there's, there's some recognizable names. Yeah. James Taylor's all-star band has no stars. They might be very good, accomplished musicians. Mm-hmm. There's not a single star in the group. They're all people who've played with James Taylor for the last 40 years. Okay. Maybe it's a sarcastic reference. I don't think so. I no? think, no, he just wants to tout how good his band is. 
And that's fine. Maybe it should be called James Taylor and my very awesome band. Yeah. But not all stars. Okay. The Again, other... I need to get the crew in the lab working on what qualifies as a star versus not a star. They're going to be busy. I also feel like James Taylor music has a time and a place, and that is not in a casino while I'm gambling. Well, you wouldn't be gambling during the show. No, not during the... But no, I do no, feel no, no, like no. I'm going to go from the James Taylor show directly to bed. I'm going to be yeah. very drowsy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not a not a real rousing upbeat. It's a weird fit for Cosmo, too. Because mm-hmm. you think a little bit younger, you know. Right. But James Taylor's probably not pulling in a lot of the Gen Z crowd mm-hmm. to listen to Sweet Baby Jane. Yep. All right. Finally, we've been waiting, because it's been long rumored now for several months, that U2 is going to be doing a residency of some sort at MSG Sphere when that opens. We are getting closer and closer. They keep hinting at it. The band members keep hinting at it. And now we may be getting something today. There's expected to be a Super Bowl commercial, at least teasing. I don't know if we'll have any official details, but at least teasing the residency. Mm -hmm. There's also a website that's been set up that is u2xsphere.com. That has a creepy baby in this baby head in the sphere, mm-hmm. which leads a lot of people to think, "Oh yeah, Octung baby." <laughs> uh, so there's Your a fave. teaser website. Some sort of a commercial today. We'll probably have more details to discuss on this soon. MSG execs have confirmed that the arena is now expected to open in September, so they're on track for that, which is um, which is good, I guess. If they know that they're on track for that, then certainly they can set opening dates and announce stuff. Tickets are going to be very expensive. Yes, they are. That is what I am guessing. That is my prediction. Tickets have been expensive all over. I I know, and I have some thoughts on that as well. Oh, please please share. What a shock that Tim has some thoughts on some things. An opinion? That's so rare. Um, Wow. Okay. I know. Okay. First of all. (laughs) Do I need to get you some of my... uh, Anti-anxiety medication oh, that I, I might have taken. I thought you were going to say taken. calming oils. And I was gonna... <laughs> and then, no, that would have made you really, um, <laughs> your head might have exploded and yeah. First of all, I think we can all agree Ticketmaster can fuck right off, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody hates them and rightly so and the fees and the inflated prices and the dynamic pricing and all that is bullshit. Dynamic pricing is especially All that's nonsense. Evil. It's yeah. all crap. Their whole system, how they do pre-sale, all of it sucks. Mm-hmm. So there's that. That's a big factor. Yes. Um, I will say, however, as far as if, and I don't know, I don't know who's getting what cut. And I think that part of the industry is happy to let Ticketmaster take all the blame. Mm-hmm. I think the venues and the bands are getting a fair big cut. cut too. And are, yeah. they're fairly aware of what's happening. Yeah. Um, but they're like, okay, if, if Ticketmaster wants to be the fall guy, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't blame bands and venues for that matter that for wanting to make money that lost out on a couple of years yeah. of of revenue if their prices are higher and their cut is higher um for a while um but i get that some of these prices are ridiculous they're nonsense i am not paying five thousand bucks for a third row seat to whoever and that's I fine just, I, that's the thing though now on the other hand like I, I mean if somebody wants to do that great but i am that's not just going it to. i'm also like you know what if they can get it more power to them so, I don't know. But just m- don't make that the baseline, though. Like, it's not, though. The, I know the, 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 
the days of an arena show where you can get tickets for a hundred bucks are dwindling. Mm-hmm. Um, hundred bucks will get you upper level at best. I don't. Yeah. Anyway, but I mean, if if they want to sell premium seats and put together packages and stuff, whatever you can do that. I mean, that's Vegas especially. They have all oh, kinds yeah. of VIP table seating and all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. And their shows tend to be more expensive anyway. But I guess like the, um, so yes, all, the t- ticket pricing is a lot of nonsense, but I'm also like, well, if people are willing to pay it, then that's what the market will handle and so mm-hmm. be it. So I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I'm not as outraged as, there's a lot of outrage about it right now. Yeah. I'm kind of like, yeah, the Ticketmaster thing sucks, but otherwise, well, if they can get it, why not? I'll choose which shows I go to. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, we all have our price point. I like when people take a firm stand though like and i'm not talking about your i'm not gonna pay five thousand of course but um when somebody's like i'm never gonna pay over 150 dollars for a concert ticket that's fine mm-hmm. then don't yep it's the same as when when i'd like to oh i'd love to quiz all of the people who said i'm never gonna stay in a las vegas hotel with a resort fee i have a hard time believing they're all staying at four queens <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how long that their proclamations last mm-hmm. anyway you too, coming soon. It's going to be expensive. Get your get your credit cards ready. And your and your loan paperwork. Yeah, and set aside the day to try to get tickets because it's going to be a fucking clusterfuck whenever that happens. That's the other thing. It's like, you've been a verified so- fan, but that doesn't guarantee you'll get tickets. No. So you can sit in a queue for two hours and then have the system crap out right before you get to the front of the line. I like when they charge a convenience fee and they've made it more inconvenient than ever to get tickets from them. Yes, Oh, what a world we live in. All right, moving along. <laughs> One thing before, we, we're going to take a few phone calls, but, but before we get to that, there's something I forgot to mention during our trip report last week. Mm-hmm. We swung by Resorts World for a little while, and uh, and I have thoroughly enjoyed playing in their high limit room. I like mm-hmm. playing video poker in there. And my one complaint about that in the past has been the soundtrack. You may recall it was very, very... You, you have, had a complaint about have, something? I know, I had an opinion. It was weird that I hadn't formed an opinion on that. Um, Yacht Rock was their soundtrack for a long time from when they opened. So I'd be sitting there enjoying myself, very peaceful, having a nice old-fashioned, mm-hmm. playing video poker, ah, and then I'd be bombarded with the sounds of Boss Skaggs. Or Steely Dan. Or Steely Dan or any of those groups that I don't want to hear ever again. Or the sweet, sweet saxophone in Baker Street. Yeah, so I was oh so overjoyed when I took a seat in the high limit room at Resorts World to play a little video poker and the soundtrack has completely changed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is throughout the casino. Did they play Yacht Rock throughout the casino or was it just... I don't just, think so. Okay. For whatever reason, it was just in there. But the they, I was delighted. They have switched to more of a like current pop and dance. Mm-hmm. I heard a little Dua Lipa, a little Miley Cyrus, a little Taylor Swift, upbeat. Mm-hmm. Fun, mm-hmm. big improvement. Thumbs up, Resorts World. Nice job. Not being bombarded by reeling in the years out of nowhere. I didn't know. Nope, I didn't hear any Loggins and Messina. Didn't hear, no. So nice change. Upgrade. Upgrade for Resorts World. All right. Let's take a few phone calls, see what's been going on with our listeners. Hey, Tim and Michelle. Greg and Michelle from Buffalo. Haven't called in a while. Hey, Max. Who wants a treat? He does. Sitting in our 
sunken living room at the Venetian. We got a four night comped offer. Actually, I'm sitting in the living room. Michelle is in the shower currently because I don't get on Vegas time from the East Coast. So I'm usually up early. Anyway, we got a four night comped offer and we've literally only played here once last year. So I'm guessing they know a recession is coming and want to fill rooms at a slow time of year. Mission accomplished. We used the offer Monday to Thursday on uh, Sunday was the best flight option. So we just booked a night at the link. Being Diamond, I actually booked two nights, so we didn't have to move our stuff out of the room until we were ready. Um, I'm going to tell you, I think the uh, bed and we only had like a basic queen room at the link. It was actually very comfortable. The bed was, if it was a queen, I'd be surprised. It was fairly large. Normally, hotel queens are more like a double. Um, so it was a good bed there, comfortable, nice pillows, and the shower was nice. It had that kind of one-third wall, but it had a curtain, so it worked out good. Um, I think the bed and pillows were comfortable than here at the, more comfortable than here at the Venetian. Um, and the shower was better. So for what that's worth, uh, I'll probably call back with some dining options. Uh, yesterday morning, again, being up early, I went down and uh, gambled a little bit, lost a ton of money on the Dean Martin machine, and uh, ordered a Bloody Mary drink service pretty good in the morning, um, except that the Bloody Mary appears to have been made with my least favorite vodka option, absinthe. <laughs> uh Gambling not so great. Won a little bit back this morning when I was down there. Had a couple of, uh, like, breakfast snacks at the Bouchon Bakery, which is basically right underneath the stairs from our, where the elevators come out. So that's very convenient. And otherwise, Venetian's kind of nice. Our view is a cement wall. And if we look down, we can see the, uh, garages where all of the maintenance vehicles and things are so not a great view for free who cares we're in vegas and enjoying our suite uh like i said i'll come back with some food options and uh also put some uh money in video poker so that i could update travis's sheet since he doesn't have any video poker tables for the Venetian. So if you check, hopefully by uh, the next time you come to Vegas, we'll have some Venetian options. All right. Thanks for your report. We'll hear more from him probably next week whenever we take calls again. Um, That's a reference. So longtime listener, Travis, who was just in Las Vegas, I think our trips overlap, but we didn't run into him. Um, Before each trip, he, he has, he has a very extensive video poker spreadsheet which i admire yeah um for its thoroughness if for nothing else but he he updates that um before each of his trips and posts an updated version on uh the facebook group and i know that that's shared by others so i guess it's a community affair now people sharing Mm -hmm. their information for that so uh thanks for that update we haven't had any reviews of of the link in a while i'm glad that you had a good experience there Mm -hmm. i uh i look favorably at the link these days yeah yeah like I would consider, I consider there? staying there again sometime, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I would also stay at Venetian. We haven't stayed there in a long time. No, I do remember having a lovely view of an HVAC unit once at uh, Venetian. Yeah, you know it'll happen. But yeah. I think I also think the room was either free or substantially discounted. So, and they have nice rooms. If I you like, don't like yeah. the view, just close the curtains and enjoy the 
space. Not every room is going to have a premium view. What are you going to do? All right. Next up, let's hear from Sergio. Hey, guys. It's Sergio back with more food report because I got too long-winded. Final restaurant we checked out was Jaleo Haleo. I never know how to say Jose Andres restaurants, but uh, regardless, the Spanish one in Cosmo. Uh, we did the tasting menu, and my friends did the wine tasting me- pairing with it. Um, overall, it was very good quality food, a nice variety, everything from uh, tomato soup to shrimp to some delicious steak and a uh, yummy dessert. However, I did not enjoy it as much as Chino Poblano. It was about twice the price. It was $75 for the tasting menu as opposed to, I believe, 45 at Chino Poblano. I enjoy Mexican and Asian food more, in all fairness, but I, I enjoyed that that selection much more and the, the food there. But it was good. And the birthday ice cream that they brought me out, I don't know what it was, but it was some of the best vanilla ice cream I have ever had. Attractions-wise, uh, we checked out three things. We went to the Sara Spa, which is at Cosmo. We did the Moroccan Journey and then on Massage. Incredible service, as always. It's just a great, great spa, very comfortable um, and relaxing. It was nice and restful and rejuvenating before the Vikings crushed my hopes, as we all saw coming. I uh, went to the roller coaster at New York, New York, which I had complained about previously because I found it to be jerky and kind of whiplashy. They've improved it. It's a lot smoother ride and uh, was quite enjoyable. We actually did it again because we are those suckers that said $10 off. Let's do it. And the final thing we did was Battlefield Las Vegas. We did a tank crush of a car. We actually did two. I drove the tank for one of them and then um, watched my friends do it with the other one. It was absolutely overpriced, and I would not say worth it. However, uh, it was a fun fun experience, courtesy of my friends who wanted to do it. It's a pretty fleeting glory, but people do watch you and cheer and applaud. It is very cushioned and relaxed when you're driving over the car and, uh, you know, really is seriously about two minutes of excitement. They set it up with a forklift and then you drive over it. All you get to do is accelerate. You don't get to steer. You just go forwards, backwards and stop on the car, but you get to keep the license plate and hood emblem. I've got a Chevy as uh, the souvenir, which was a very expensive and overpriced, but fun souvenir. All right. Thank you for that report. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, you know, we drove we 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 drove past that I don't know if you noticed it, that battlefield. I did not. Yeah, on on our way from downtown to the strip, I noticed we drove past it and it's like at first I was like, what the hell is that? Cuz it looks like a military base. There's mm-hmm. just tons of military vehicles and tanks and all kinds of shit there. And yeah, that I was so I'm kind of I was curious about that. I'm mm-hmm. glad that you reported on that. That's yeah. pretty basic and probably more uh more hype than maybe the mm-hmm. price is worth, but thank you for reporting yeah. on that. And also, good to hear that the New York New York roller coaster. Oh, I've yeah. heard that before. They we haven't been on it in twenty five years or something. But the um, mm-hmm. the last time we did was memorable because it was really really not I got smooth. Yeah. But they, no, they've replaced their cars. I know that they're they're much smoother now. And uh, in recent years, they've made some changes to that. Yeah. So good news there good. that it's not a you don't feel like you've gone through you know three rounds in a boxing ring <laughs> when you're on that ride hooray thanks for the report appreciate that we've had calls during any number of events and often this one is kind of like that too often you don't really fully know what's going on mm-hmm. but i uh this is the first one we've ever had i think from 
a uh, a vehicle auction. Okay. Here we go. Five hundred. How's it going, Jim Michelle? Dog pilot Mark. Springman John. Yeah. We're at the Ecom's auction for motorcycles. And at the moment, I'm looking at a bicycle with a small motor on the back with a propeller. And it's up to $47,000. So, now it's over fifty grand. Damn. My offer of forty eight five gets over. You guys have a good one. We're going to come back again. Right? That's okay. <laughs> I've never, um, I've watched those sometimes. I'm not even a car guy. Mm-hmm. I sometimes watch the Mecham auctions oh, on yeah. TV. Especially, I don't know why, if I see, sometimes when they're in Vegas, they have Vegas-related, a couple of Vegas-related cars that'll show up, mm-hmm. like something from Wayne Newton's collection or something. I find them interesting. Yeah. Even though I don't really care. It's weird. Hmm. I feel like with auctions, though, the whole auctioneer bit, is yeah. that really necessary? I know they're trying to drive excitement and stuff, but... Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to fill... Bunch of fucking gibberish. Yeah, but they don't want moments of silence. I think they're just trying to fill the air. I feel like they could do a better job filling the air than just... They could, like, point out positive attributes of the vehicle that they're Mm -hmm. auctioning off. Ah. You know, encourage. You know you want to spend another $1,000 on this because look at those fine leather seats. Mm -hmm. Without being so... I hope I'm not insulting our large population of auctioneer listeners. We probably have some. Perhaps they have an explanation for that. I don't want to hear it. Okay. I don't need to know. It's a talent. All right. What is your talent? Uh, Sitting on everything. (laughs) Yet to be be determined. I'll let you know if if I figure it out. Okay. (laughs) Moving along to our final call of the week. This is just just a feel-good call. Oh. Yep. Hey, Tim and Michelle. I don't have anything specifically Vegas-related, but I just wanted to say thank you all for the show. I am in the middle of nursing school and working two jobs and a single parent and all that jazz, and I don't have a lot of free time, but the 45 minutes to an hour I get to listen to your show each week is a nice break from the chaos that my world is right now. So thank you so much. I really appreciate everything y'all do. Hope you have a wonderful week. Is that a nice Thank call? Thank you. That was so lovely. Thank you for that. Appreciate yeah. that. I never thought I would be uh, a respite from chaos. <laughs> You're always the cause of chaos. Mostly. All right. Thank you to all of our callers. If you would like to join them, our voicemail line is available to you anytime. 702-866-9494. We always appreciate reviews and observations, especially of stuff that we haven't um, heard about, or if you've had a different experience than you have heard about on the show, give us a call. All right, before we go, we've got a few karma donations that came in via PayPal this week. The first one from Jay. He said he clicked on FremontStreetBars.com and all he got was a lousy PayPal screen. That's not exactly true. It goes to the 500 website, but oh, I appreciate okay. that. There was um, uh, someone uh, posted on the on the Facebook group that they um, they learned about us from reading my book, mm-hmm. um, The Outsider's Guide to Las Vegas, before their trip like a year ago. And 
of course, several people and said that it helped immensely. And there were a lot of comments like alluding to how outdated it is because uh-huh. it's like fucking eight years old or whatever. Um, and somebody mentioned they should go to FremontStreetBars.com and that's what whole letter is. <laughs> anyway, um, Jay said he's got a, a short trip coming up probably this weekend with his wife, staying at Fremont. Hopes to score their first Royal or clean out the pit at downtown Grand, and he loves the podcast. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate it. Yes, Hope you and your you. wife have a wonderful trip and have a great time mm-hmm. and are very successful. All right. So FremontStreetBars.com for new listeners is a website that I used to have a, a, several years ago that uh, was all about the bars of Fremont East and the hotel district. And I kept it up pretty good for a few years. Mm-hmm. Then I got bored with it and mm-hmm. said, man, I'm not doing this anymore. All right, Sasha, staying at Park MGM over President's Day weekend. When is President's Day weekend? Is that now? That's, no, that's um, next weekend. I should I know. I used to get the day off, and or I used to get the Monday off, but I don't anymore. And, I do. I mean, I could, but yeah. Looking forward to dining at Best Friend, Nomad Library, and drinking at Juniper and Mama Rabbit. Still searching for her first royal. Said so thank you for all you do to share the Vegas love. Have a great time. Good yes. luck. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful trip. Mm-hmm. Park MGM is another one, kind of like the link. Yeah, it's grown on me. Yep, I think favorably about it. I was skeptical during the conversion. I think I'd stay at Nomad, but I don't know if I'd stay at Park. I agree because I know that. Yeah, there are some room sound issues, and I'm a light sleeper. Yeah. Finally, Chris with a karma donation. Um, wait, it says karma donation, not karma for good gambling, but karma for when I get back. The wife thinks I've gone to Scotland for five days and I've gone to Vegas. Oh my. <laughs> Both of us love the show. She will forgive me when I take her in April, I hope. Good luck sorting that out. Yes. There's a big difference between Scotland and Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hope the... I hope You we'll... can get scotch in both, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good luck with that, Chris. All right. Our website is 500bymidnight.com. If you have Dear Tim and Michelle questions, you're welcome to send them to 500gmail.com. We haven't done a Dear Tim and Michelle in a while. Maybe we'll do one one of these days. Hmm. 702-866-9494 is the voicemail line. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a call. Until our next show, have a wonderful week, and thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.